Welcome to the Junior Golf Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping parents and juniors navigate through the journey of junior golf. From fitness to mental coaching, we cover it all on this podcast. Here's your host, Ro Thompson. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Junior Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Ro Thompson. And man, we have a special guest on the podcast today. It's none other than DeBert Cook from the African American Golfers Digest. Hey, DeBert, how you doing? Hey, Ro. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for agreeing to do this. And, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of the good things that you're doing out there in the golf industry. And we, you know, we appreciate everything that you do to keep everybody in the know, as they say. Oh, sure. It's my pleasure. It's a lot of good things happening. It we is. want to make sure everybody knows about it. That's right. So before we get into the uh, the, the the magazine, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Nothing special about me. You know, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm uh, the great, great granddaughter of a coal miner. Okay. Our family is originally from Montgomery, Alabama. Um, I've done my DNA results and my people come from Cameroon. Okay. So I was thrilled to learn about that. I started the magazine um, as a part of being involved in golf. When I started playing the game, yeah. I saw a lot of people like me, but I didn't see them between the pages of magazines. So that's how I started the magazine. Um, I am currently a golfer. I've always golfed for the last 19, 21 years. 21 years. Yeah. So I enjoy the game. I'm not a competitive player. As far as tournaments go, I love the game socially and I love it because of the exercise and the outdoor environment. Well, good. Well, how did you get in, into the game of golf? What happened? Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. I was curious. I got invited to a tournament. Okay. I had been watching Tiger Woods on TV and that was about 22 years ago. And then when I got invited to the tournament, I said, you know what? Let me take some lessons. Everybody's telling me I should get involved in golf and being a business owner. So that's what I did. I took some lessons in New York down at Chelsea Piers. I had a wonderful instructor. Mandy was her name, a girl okay. named Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> and, um, after my six weeks of lessons, I headed out to Las Vegas for a corporate golf invitational mm -hmm. that was part of um, my meeting planning industry. I'm a meeting planner by trade. Okay. So right. the tournament turned out well. I met a lot of people, came home with a handful of business cards that turned into successful leads for me, many of them. Okay. And I love the sport from when I learned I'm playing against myself to see if I can beat myself. <laughs> That's what really attracted me to the game and the outdoor environment. We're good. Well, I heard you, I heard you, you're a long drive champ. Yeah. You know, I don't know how that happens, but mm -hmm. when I'm in tournaments, I usually win the ladies long drive. Mm -hmm. I'm not a super long driver, Okay. but I guess I, I have the luck of the draw and I keep it in a fair way and it's longer than everybody else's. That's so I have a couple of trophies from that. I'm pretty proud of. Right. That makes a, that makes a difference when you can keep it in the fairway. So that, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about the magazine. How how did you get this, this famous magazine started? Oh, that's so kind of you. I wish it were more famous. A lot of people still uh -huh. don't know about the publication. Yeah. Um, I started it in 2003. Okay. And it started out as a small digital 
I'm sorry, a small digest size uh, magazine. So that's why it was called the African-American Golfers Digest. And then after the second issue, when I started getting subscriptions in on the website, before we even printed the first copy, (laughs) I was getting subscriptions in. I'm like, oh my gosh. So after the second issue, I migrated to a full size nine by 10 magazine. And um, it's been running successfully with over 80,000 readers every quarter for the last wow. 20 years. Wow. And so you, so you, yeah. so this, this year you celebrate, celebrating your 20th anniversary. That's right. Yeah. This coming wow. March will be 20 years since the first issue launched. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. So, so, so tell us what's, 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 who's the magazine for? I mean, you know, is it, is it designed for uh, parents juniors, players, everybody, who's it specifically written for? It's specifically written for anybody who loves golf, any color, creed, gender, nationality, religious affiliation. It's for people who want to know what's happening in golf, specifically in African-American sector of golf. It's a very niche, niche publication. We cover black women, black men, black teens, black golf clubs, black golf courses. So if you want to know about any of that, whoever you are, we can help you with that. Awesome. Awesome. So what have been, what have been some of your, your greatest, uh, you feel as as far as your greatest accomplishments, um, as it relates to the magazine's history, what's, what's been your favorite part? Oh my God. That's, that's pretty easy. My Mm -hmm. favorite part is that I get these wonderful letters from readers and now they're emails and texts and yeah. voice messages, but I get them from parents of who say that it's really inspired their child. Um, some of the children who may be autistic, it's been a great game for them. The parents will write me such lovely letters to say, thank you. I'm, I'm so glad I found out about this publication. Mm-hmm. And I also get some wonderful letters from um, students, students who've started their first job in the golf industry mm-hmm. or gotten their first internship because of opportunities that we've listed in the magazine. Those things just really warm my heart and make the effort really worth it to me. That's great. And what's been your what's been your uh favorite edition so far? Oh, that's another easy question too. <laughs> my right. favorite edition is the uh-huh. first edition. The first one? Now, what, now, that, now, the now tell me about the first one. one. Yeah, tell me about that the first edition. Has, it has a man and a woman on the cover and we uh-huh. still use it as the icon for our Instagram. And I love that cover because I remember when I first thought of the idea, when I first thought of, is it going to work? Um, who should I, who should I first interview? You yeah. know, it was just so much that went into that first issue until I'm just, that's my favorite issue. And to see how far the magazine has come and the reach and the circulation that it has gained since then. So that's, that's my favorite issue. That's awesome. So you say you got eight, you have 80,000 readers. And do you know exactly how many editions you've put out? We've put out, um, it's been about 25 editions. Okay. We've got digital and print. Okay. And it comes out, every other issue is a print issue that okay. we combine with a digital issue. So it does come out four times a year. Four times and we also a year. have a digital okay. platform. Okay. Yeah, it does okay. come out four times a year. It alternates digital, print, but each print includes the digital. So it's a double issue with each yeah. print issue. Now question for you, when you went from the print to the dish digital, was that was that an easy decision or was that one of those where I don't know how this is going to work? 
But, you know, tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, that experience has kept us alive. <laughs> That's what that is. It's kept us on the market because, you know, the whole landscape of print changed and it changed suddenly. We know we watch, I watch so many magazines go out of business left and right that were print only. So when digital became an availability and an affordable availability for us, we jumped right into it. I, I, I did my first digital issue, I think maybe four years ago. And ever since then, we've been picking up even more subscribers on the digital side and more young people on the digital side. The reason I'm still printing print when I yeah. look at my numbers uh-huh. is because of the loyalty of our senior readers. They still want something to hold on to. Right. So we still make that print available to them. And that demographic, we did skew older um, when we first started. 40 and up. Now it's 50 and up. Okay. So that digital side helps us with the young people, but the print, our 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 seniors keep telling me, don't get rid of it. Don't Please stop. don't get rid of your print. So I do make an effort to keep that going. Good. About how many prints do you put out like every quarter? Uh, we print 20,000 copies and they go all over. Um, people wow. even try to get P.O. boxes who live in the Caribbean and overseas. <laughs> They'll get a P.O. box in the U.S. Right. so they can still get the magazine. So that's right. what we do with that to help everybody who still wants to hold on to the print. That's great. That's great. Well, it sounds like the uh, the magazine has done very well over the last 20 years. And um, is there anybody that you that has been a great contributor uh, to the magazine that you would love to give a shout out to? Yep, but I can't list no names because I'm going to leave somebody out. Yeah, I know you don't want to get in happen. trouble for that, right? But listen, so just I'm give just a just say. give a uh, just give a global shout out. To- <laughs> okay, all of my board members, absolutely, yeah. all of my board members, all of my executive team, especially James Beatty, who's oh. been there with me, Edward right. Wanaba, who's been with me for a long time until he semi-retired and moved to Cambodia, but he still contributes as an editor at large. Those people and people with the golf clubs, the black golf clubs, they really have helped me with their membership. They'll bring on board a copy of the magazine for each of their members. That has really helped us. Yes. I want to thank all of those people. Well, I know that I know they're, uh, they are thankful for that, for that shout out. And um, I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, man, we need to put the junior golf podcast in the magazine. You know, just- Absolutely. You must, you must do that and do it soon. It's okay. no big deal. It's so yeah. easy. Hey, just listen, email you, me. I'll follow your lead. You, you know, you just, just, just coach me. Okay. Now, okay. Um, now what's now you, you know, you've been around the game with golf for a long time. Um, what do you see that needs to change in the game of golf for it to grow in our industry in the, in the, in the, African-American industry? There's a lot of answers to that one. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of right answers to that. There right. needs to be more access. We're getting that. Yes. There needs to be more funding. We're okay. getting that with some of the initiatives from the golf organizations. We're getting grants now that we never had. We're getting more scholarship opportunities for our young people. We're getting more career and- opportunities. Yeah. Grow golf, and I would like to see more of that continue to happen. It's been happening very rapidly since I started the magazine. It's been such a growth in diversity programs, and it's just over overwhelming to see people being receptive to our niche marketplace and helping 
African-Americans who are interested in careers and in playing professionally to bring on board some of those exemptions, the scholarships, the funding, the grants. And a lot of this is even done by individuals. They're not even affiliated with an organization, but they'll put their name on a grant or their name on a scholarship. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, can you help us find somebody who can qualify for this scholarship? We have money to give. So that's one thing I'm happy to see happening. Yeah, that's great. And as you can see with the, uh, you know, of course, this being the Junior Golf Podcast, there are a lot of great things happening in the uh, junior golf industry with Jim Thorpe, you know, Steph Curry, uh, I think Tiger, Tiger's done a tournament, um, of course, the Mac Champ uh, Invitational. So there are a lot of great things that's happening in the junior world as well. That's true. It's so mm -hmm. true. And it's good to see because that's where our next tour players are going to come from that junior group of players. And yeah. it only happens, you know, if the parents are behind the child. That's one thing I've found too in the industry. There can be a lot of kids interested in golf, but if the parent does not support the child right. because either they're working too much or it's just too much strain on them to try to go around and get equipment or drop them off, the child cannot be involved. And that's why junior golf is important because some of, some of the organizations will provide the transportation mm -hmm. and of course the equipment once they get there. But yeah. it's getting the child there. Correct. Yeah, it's a it's all, you know, I talked to a lot of the junior dads um, around the country and it's almost like, you know, we we would we would love it to be a, you know, a full time job. You know, a junior dad, we, we, we'd love for it to be a full time job because it is because you got to you have to deal with the travel, the tournaments, you know, equipment, golf lessons, getting to the golf course. And so it's it's really almost like a full-time job to be able to raise a, a junior golfer. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's huge. So what's the, so what's next for uh, the uh, magazine? What's, what's, what, what do you, what do you project happening in the next, next year or two? Well, I would say there's a couple of things I'm, I'm happy about. We're okay. doing a lot of travel and tour programs for okay. people who love to play golf and want to see some of the world. We've got a program in June to Africa for the celebration of the Africa Ghana Panifest okay. that happens in July. Um, in upcoming August, we do our seventh annual Martha's Vineyard Golf Classic Getaway. Mm -hmm. So that's another very popular program. Yeah. Those are all upcoming for this year. And then we've got um, some nice destinations rolling out for 2024 since COVID interrupted a lot of our travel and programs. We're bringing back the Dubai trip. Okay. We're bringing back a Senegal and Gambia trip. And we're doing another South Africa Cape Town trip. So those will be on our website for 2024. And they'll go up probably around early summer, like around May, June. Okay. So that's another, so that's another part of the infrastructure, the, the travel part of the magazine and that kind of stuff. So what else, what else does, uh, what else do you try to, you know, make make a part of the magazine besides travel anything else yeah anything else that brings revenue to the magazine everything gotcha. we do yeah. is to benefit the publication of the magazine right. you know we don't have a foundation we don't qualify as a nonprofit. right so everything we do is for profit and it's to benefit the magazine gotcha that makes sense so you um so you probably uh you probably take on sponsors or advertisers does that help the magazine as well Yep, that's one mm -hmm. of our revenue streams. Advertising, people will do it digitally. 
they want a banner ad on our website or they want to print ad in a magazine or they want an e-blast to go out or they want to be mentioned on our social media. All that stuff helps us to keep printing and publishing. Helps pay our writers, our designers, our layout artists, our photographers. It's a lot of lot of work and a lot of people have to eat. So we cannot just ask for people to volunteer. We need a reliable team of people which we right. have and they have to be paid. Yeah, you have to, you know, give you know, give them some compensation for their time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I talked to um Otis and uh I know he does some I think he does a couple of things for you as far as uh, some of the tournaments uh yeah. around. Yeah, so he he, he talks about Rizzo. how enjoy- Yeah, he yeah, he, he talks about exactly. how enjoyable that is. Yeah, we have a lot of people they will volunteer their time. They'll yeah. volunteer, they say I, I want to do this, um do you have a need for that? Right. Uh, and I appreciate it because I know time is valuable to everyone, but they want to help. They want to be involved and we'll find a place for you. If you want to be involved, we'll find a place for you. Awesome. Awesome. So as we get ready to wrap up, how can, how can our listeners uh, follow the magazine? You can find us on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and you can also find us on the web, AfricanAmericanGolfersDigest.com. Um, and you can always just email me if you're looking to just speak with me directly. I'm on LinkedIn okay. under my name. Gotcha. All right. Now, last question. Who's your dream uh, magazine on? I'm sorry. What? Who's your Who's your dream magazine? You know, like if you could get a, if you could get like, uh, a, a golfer and you could you know do a story on this particular golfer who would be your dream magazine on oh okay like a feature article who yes. i would like to interview yes yes oh wow that's a long list, <laughs> got oh a long list. that's a long yeah. list yeah i love samuel l jackson you oh, know i would love yeah. to talk to him yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, I really admire his game and his his acting skills. I watch a lot of his movies over and over again. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's some other good it's some other, other good golfers out there too. You know, of course, Michael Jordan plays. And, yeah, uh, he does play well. Yeah, it's some good Charles Barkley. Well. You know, <laughs> that would be as well. That would be well. hilarious. You know, I, what would be hilarious is how my game stands up to theirs. That would be hilarious. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Well, listen, we uh, we appreciate you coming on. Um, any 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 final thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience? And, you know, and, and of course, this, uh, is, this is junior golf. You know, anything mm-hmm. you want to say to our junior golfers out there? Okay. Um, I'm glad to see them involved. Um, keep yeah. checking our website for all kinds of opportunities across the board okay. for juniors. Um, depending on the age group, there's a lot of things available that don't cost them anything. Um, also, I want to tell the parents, keep it up with your kids and subscribe to our publication. We carry a teen's tea that's always inspirational for them with stories and profiles. And if you have a child that's doing some wonderful things or really involved in the game, no matter how good they play, let us know. We'd love to see them featured in the magazine as well. And just to subscribe, subscribe to the publication. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're here. We're here at the uh, the Junior Golf Podcast. Uh, DeBert, we thank you for coming on this afternoon, and we, we'd love to have you on again in the future. And uh, thanks for all you do uh, in the golf industry, okay? Okay, Ro, you're welcome, and thank you for having me. All right, thank you so much. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye.
thank you for listening to the Junior Golf Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch in the comments or on any of our social media networks. See you next week for a new episode.